Hello and welcome to another episode of Never On Site. Hi, this is Joseph, and joining me as usual is Mayur. So this week has been a week of upsets, uh, starting from uh, right from the City match, the Arsenal uh, match, which we didn't expect Everton to come out and play so well under uh, Sean Dyche uh, in the first game, and uh, City eventually couldn't capitalize, and uh, they lost as well and also uh, liverpool uh, losing to uh, wolves and they were actually thrashed 3-0 by wolves so so we'll be discussing this and a lot more in this episode of never on site so let's get into it right so this so you have um, gone through all the matches have you watched some of these matches i think the chelsea fulham match was kind of like a template Chelsea um, performance where they struggled to create much chances, but they were kind of solid defensively. And uh, the big um, positive for them is that James is back and they will be getting that thrust from the wing backs now, um, especially when Chilwell and uh, James start playing regularly and when they're fit enough. So that is a positive for uh, Potter and also for the fact that uh, he has a very bolstered side right now. And um, uh, for a fact that they even had to take out Aubameyang's name from the Champions League. So that's how big the squad is. And uh, the the first match you would notice here is Everton winning against Arsenal, like I mentioned in the intro. So this was a big surprise. But looking at the Everton side, I believe that this is a perfect Sean Dyche side. You have such bulky players in the form of Onana, um, Decore, um, Tarkovsky. Uh, you have Calvert Lewin up front, who is also uh, like huge. So you have five, six players who are like very tall, very aggressive, very uh, athletic players. Uh, so I think Everton have a good chance of escaping this year if um, Daesh can still get. On the way. Yeah, if he can get these players to perform at this level, because Arsenal really struggled to uh, dominate at any point in time. Even the pressing that Everton had, like when they wanted to sit back, they absolutely sat back uh, without giving an inch of space to um, Odegaard or Saka or Martinelli, uh, to a point where Odegaard and Martinelli had to be uh, substituted out. And uh, so it was very surprising how Arsenal couldn't break them. And that might be because of the new manager bounce, but I believe that this team uh, don't deserve. Looking at on paper, that team don't deserve to go down. So let's see what happens. And uh, Leicester back to winning uh, ways. They trashed uh, Aston Villa 2 4. And um, Brentford winning 3 0 again. Um, and uh, Brighton continuing their good form uh, with. Uh, Sole goal from uh, Mitoma, who uh, is a revelation in this Brighton side under Disagree. And uh, the big match was uh, United versus Crystal Palace, which I watched. So uh, United were cruising uh, uh, towards the uh, first half, and uh, Casemiro uh, shouldn't have got involved in that. Uh, and that's why he got a red card. I'm not sure if it warranted a red card. Like, in, in terms of um, uh, putting out uh, a marker that you can't uh, put your arms on someone's neck, I get that. But other than that, I don't think it was malicious. I think he was trying to 
stop him from fighting with the uh, other players that's uh, stop Hughes from fighting with the other players that's what i thought my first reaction was but then when you go look at the uh, var uh, monitor you can see that he was shown an angle where it's clear that he is kind of grabbing onto the neck so no complaints there and that's why i think united didn't appeal because there was a there was a news that if they failed uh, in their appeal casemiro could have got a four match penalty like so that's why they, we didn't appeal as such yeah and then and uh, i think uh, yeah. yeah casemiro has gone has done more malicious challenges than this i have seen him in la liga uh-huh. against playing against us so this was one of the most silliest but yeah red card, at the end of the day we also discussed when the red card was given yeah. it looked very silly but yeah he should have gone without his hands maybe a chest bump or something which might yeah, have stopped something like that yeah and then the big surprise is wolves have turned the tables uh, they are unbeaten in the last three matches or something like that like uh, so uh, they are um, turning into a good side now and they have defeated liverpool 3-0 and uh, i'm sure you must have heard of um, crops uh, usual cribbing after the match what did he say like so he said uh, in the second half they just had one shot on target or one ball which they took it in liverpool's half that's why the huh. goal won't be counted something on mm-hmm. that lines and as a response wolves on twitter put out uh, a score line of 2-0 and cutting out the third goal uh, because klopp said that that is that is savage from the wolves admin yeah and uh, newcastle versus west ham newcastle went uh, ahead 1-0 thanks to Wilson, but uh, West Ham showed character and Paqueta scored uh, the equalizer. It was a KG match, to be honest. And uh, coming to Sunday matches, um, the Spurs City match, which was also uh, uh, as a surprise, which was a big upset because we thought City would win it. But uh, Spurs, even though they didn't have Conte in the sideline, um, played really well in terms of how they pressed City, how they decided to keep the ball whenever they wanted and uh, eventually the quality of Kane showing. Yeah, Actually, this was the perfect game for Spurs. Like They play like playing these kind of teams where they can counter-attack and everything. We saw the goal, but it didn't come through a counter-attack, but rather than a mistake, uh, than a counter-attack. But okay. they had a lot of chances on counter-attack as well. So, uh, it was an interesting game and City, as usual, struggled a lot. And Spurs were very smart while pressing. They pressed when it was needed. Just Hoiberg. Hoiberg was the uh, trigger. So, he, he yes. Fell. Yes, and that was a common mistake. Like I think uh, that would have been uh, practice in training. We know Hoiberg have, has already done it twice or thrice this season where he yeah. has uh, tried to go, on, go up on the CDM of the opposite uh, team and then uh, flicked the ball from him and passed it to an attacker and they have scored a goal. So, a bad plus from Rodri, bad selection from Rodri as well. So, yeah. a lot of things involved in that goal, but we can definitely, we thought it would be a week where the title race is back on track uh, with Arsenal dropping points and everyone expecting City to come out with three points. Right. But again, it's still there and now looks like uh, United has a better opportunity to finish challenge City probably uh, for a second spot. Let's look at that that way i'm not right. sure but yeah that there are chances about that as well yeah because something which we have to discuss is what is happening with city right now arsenal it might be a blip in form just for 
for that game but city are actually struggling in terms of um, building up play in terms of involving haland this was the first match in which haland didn't have a shot on target or a shot um, like in his uh, short city career and it was really uh, glaring how city couldn't bring him into the um, attacking um, like attacking faces so what is going on in city like do you have any idea what is happening is it is it the fact that there are some like rumors are there saying that a lot of the senior figures are unhappy at city and with this um, ffp uh, cloud looming over city about um, like players have to decide their uh, contract as well i think rk laporte and couple of players have to renew their contracts as well so if some issue happens at city that is also something that these players have to consider like so yes so in the recent interviews pep mentioned how the senior players are not uh, really giving their best like uh, they have won already what could be won apart from the champions league but in a league sense as well so pep clearly mentioned that they need to uh, focus back and uh, give that spirit which pep has been always talking about uh, and as you mentioned here the senior players didn't perform and we saw why he benched kdb right alvarez is a good presser uh, in the 4-2 game which they won uh, in the premier league the reverse fixture there was a very good uh, alvarez came on and created a lot of havoc and kept bentoncor in check but this time around they had a way to pass around have alvarez as well and generally alvarez is known to press but they were really smart spurs were really smart uh, in this game but it will be interesting to see how city come back and uh, like how they play because we know pep now has shifted his approach like now he likes to play it safe rather than uh, we can see arsenal and city almost play the same style but arsenal's game is very interesting and you uh, feel that but as of now this season city has been very very playing very safe like pep has refused to give away the ball and that what he thinks is that will avoid uh, mistakes and everything but we saw yeah. how a mistake was taken by spurs around uh, yeah. the same so something uh, which is very noticeable between city and arsenal is the fact that as soon as arsenal gets the ball everyone starts running towards the opposition goal the um, the ball passing um, spectrum if you if you look at it it's always linear it's always attacking wise they don't fear losing the ball as much as someone like a city or what pep um, uh, fears but arsenal always counters so quick like they are on the move so fast but city are always a bit conscious about losing the ball uh, or uh, like they want to play the safe pass always and it lacks uh, it lacks because uh, the the runners like sterling used to do that job very well of running into yeah. space and giving you yeah. the outlet but now we have seen mahrez is a player who likes the ball on his feet grealish is yeah, a player right. who likes the ball system, on his right. feet yes right so right. we have seen that and foden is the one who can make the change but uh, there has been some i don't know maybe issue tra- uh, while training or probably some injuries i am not sure but foden has also missed a lot of games since the comeback of the club football uh, so it will be interesting to see how pep comes up with this because he has lost a lot of players who like to be the outlet and run into spaces he just now right, has right. alvarez uh, with him so it will be definitely interesting how he comes back from this and how uh, whether he can challenge if arsenal drop any points ahead or uh, whether it will be more of a fight for a second third place rather than the right. title 
Yeah, so, and one more match is left uh, for this game week. It's between uh, United and Leeds, the uh, one of the biggest rivalries in uh, English football, and it will be happening tonight at one thirty um, in Standard Time. So it's a match we are all looking forward to, especially uh, because me and Mayur have uh, triple captain uh, Rashford this time, and I think we have. Uh, we are happy with anything that we get out of this match of this game, right? Because we already yes. got around twelve points from Rashford. So, uh, before going on to fantasy, let's move on to the other leagues. Uh, a few quick recap of the other leagues yeah, as well. Right. So starting with La Liga, uh, a very interesting week uh, where Atletico Madrid drew. So, if you might have seen or heard about it, but Correa who scored and it was ruled as offside. So, yeah, in the meantime, right. he was substituted. He went on to the bench. But while the VR was checking in the background, uh, they gave it as a goal. So, it was very interesting to see all the players going on the bench and Korea celebrating on the bench. So, that was one of its kind. And But Getafe came back and scored the equalizer. So, again, Atletico Madrid uh, still not on their good run of form. But yeah, they have been improved since the comeback. And surprising, Madrid dropping points. Mallorca, right. who were really good got their goal uh, on a mistake and they were very solid defensively frustrated madrid madrid had good chances but without benzema and vinicius junior who were a bit overperforming last season now we can see those crucial games when their star players don't turn up and they are struggling a bit the creativity and uh, like conceding goals as well coach also we saw last year uh, performing a bit uh, over the top so uh, interesting, Mallorca defending uh, defending and coming out with the result. On the other hand, Barcelona on a good run of form, uh, really playing some good football. Excited to watch every match and it will be definitely exciting to see how they come up with United. Yeah. Both the teams are in really good form. Uh, both the set of players are in confident uh, place and managers are confident on their teams as well. So, interesting point. And we'll soon be making a special video about the never on site derby so hopefully uh, you check back soon so that was it for la liga uh, let's move on to bundesliga yeah so in bundesliga the biggest um, uh, news has been outside of the uh, playing ground with uh, bayern munich sacking their uh, goalkeeper coach and uh, noyer coming out in an athletic interview where he said that it hit him hard and he was very vocal about it because uh, I think this uh, goalkeeper was with him from uh, 2011 in Bayern and he was very instrumental in uh, helping uh, Neuer and he had a very good personal relationship with him and uh, that is why Neuer came out with all guns blazing and he commented about the situation and uh, this has caused some tremors in uh, Bayern Munich and in the squad as well. So let's get on on the pitch. Also off the pitch, and like um, we knew that Haller, Sebastian Haller, was um, suffering from testicular cancer, and he came back and scored in this match. Um, and uh, coincidentally, this fourth um, of February, I think the day that he scored was the uh, World Cancer Day as well. So it was a fitting um, uh, goal to that uh, day and like it was a fitting comeback to Haller as well. And um, Bayern and uh, Dortmund are first and second, I believe. 
Union Berlin is second. But Bayern, like um, Dortmund, has closed the gap with. They are third. Uh, they are third. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Bayern, what is the difference? I think four or five uh, points only between yes, first uh, and second position. First and second between. is one point, and uh, Bayern and Dortmund is three points. Yeah, right. So it's it's tight. Like initially, we thought uh, Bayern would run away with it, but thankfully, we have a uh, title race in our hand. And yeah, so a couple of uh, big results: uh, Dortmund winning five-one. Um, also, um, yeah, Bayern Munich winning against Wolfsburg, who are kind of struggling in the Bundesliga as well. Union Berlin one-to-one, uh, so they are keeping pace with the big guns. Yeah, so that's it from Bundesliga. So let's move on to League One. So from the last time when we covered, there already had been like two games which happened. There was a midweek fixture, and PSG lost the midweek game, one-zero. Uh, uh, a very poor performance uh, from them. So uh, coming on to that, uh, this is the latest fixture which was on the weekend, and PSG won two-one again. Neymar, Mbappe didn't play with injury; they were missing. Uh, Messi scored the winner, uh, but it was overall a decent game, and they will be happy with their. Uh, win, but as you were aware, Lens who were competing with PSG have dropped off a bit. They have been they are drawing a games, losing here and there, and now the difference is of eight points between them oh. and uh, PSG and uh, Marseille who have come back in form and now they are joined second with Lens. Though they lost the game this weekend as well, but. Uh, they are now joined second with Lens at forty-six points, and PSG clearly at the top of the table with eight points. So the next major thing would be them for the Champions League, where Neymar and Mbappe are again missing, uh, and with Bayern also missing few key players. It will be interesting to see how that game comes through as well. Uh, let's move on to Syria. Yeah. So uh, in Syria, the biggest match was between uh, the uh, Milan derby, uh, in which Inter came out. Winners and they were uh, and thanks to um, Lautaro Martinez who scored the uh, winning goal and Juventus ha- having a big issue off the field with uh, the uh, fifteen point drop they had they they had been handed uh, they are uh, at least on the gr- on the pitch they are performing well and this is the second match that they have won I guess like after that ruling. And Roma won 2-0 against Napoli, and Napoli continuing their impressive form um, with a 3-0 win over Spezia. Yeah. Yes. So just wanted to add one interesting fact: uh, Oshiman uh, jumped two right. meters high than Ronaldo and uh, breaking the Ronaldo record. Which not two he... meter higher than Ronaldo. Two point uh, like not inches. two meter higher than Ronaldo. Right? Like inches, right? Sorry. I think some twenty be... odd centimeters higher than oh, Ronaldo. Okay. But it was yeah. or two, two inches meter. probably. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. that uh, was a different kind of record which was broken. Yeah, I think Syria Syria posted it on yes. Twitter, like the official handle posted it on Twitter. So let's move on to FPL. Uh, as host mentioned in the pod before, still one game remaining. So this is our uh, current score before the United Leeds game has been taken place. Both are on seventy three. Looks like a lot of similar choices. Uh, the only Difference being Mares and Martinelli between both of us, and Mitrovic and uh, who's opting for a, a Boatman who is a Newcastle defender. Apart right. from that, all the point scorers were same. 
Sure. I think yeah, everyone yeah. who triple captained have the same point right now because ultimately only the points came from um, Kepa and the United players, which everyone, uh, almost everyone had. So uh, other than that, everyone else was a big disappointment. Those who had Saka, Martinelli, um, De Bruyne, Mares, Mares hitting the post was a big uh, disappointment and being subbed off in the 59th minute. That and, was just cherry on the top. Yeah, that was the typical uh, FPL. And Trippier, Botman, both um, uh, conceding. conceding as well. They were good servants till now. They gave me around four or five uh, double clean sheets. And I think it's now time to um, let go of uh, Botman. And there are a few questions that needs answering, especially with the double game weeks being confirmed for... Arsenal and uh, Man City. Arsenal. Yeah, for, for this coming week. 23, yes, yes. Yeah. For 23, Arsenal and City. Uh, before we go on to the upcoming double game week fixture, who's, what were the transfers you made this week? Can you just let us know? Like for the coming game week or uh, uh, for, for the past week? week? For the past week. Yeah, for I. Uh, <laughs> sad to say this, but I uh, transferred out Wilson to get Enkitia. And he scored after around seven or eight games. Wilson scored after seven or eight games. So, unfortunate. But um, the vision behind it is to have more players in the blank game. So, I'll take it on my chin and move on. Yes, similar for me as well. I sold Kane, who scored the winner for NKTA and got in Fernandes for Almiron. So, those were my two transfers. Now, let's move on to upcoming transfers. So, as I mentioned... Uh, in, as Hose mentioned, in 23, there is double game week for Arsenal and City. Uh, that is the first major thing. And in 25, there has been announcement yesterday only. Liverpool, Wolves, Arsenal and Everton will be having double game weeks. So, uh, looks like if today there is a EFL uh, FA Cup game and if Sunderland wins, Liverpool will, won't have a blank in game week 20. So, which makes... A lot of interesting moves. They have a double game week. They have a game week in 28. So, something to look at. So, Hose, have you thought about anything this week? Uh, prioritizing on this week for the double, what is your plan? So, um, I have three city attackers set, which is a very attacking um, squad. And uh, I need three Arsenal players. But I'm wondering if uh, Fernandez can outperform someone like an Odegaard. Uh, with the match against Leeds. Uh, we'll find out tonight how Leeds are playing. And then probably I'll take a call on that. So it's an easy transfer. Fernandez out to for Saka. I'll save one transfer. I have two transfers. Uh, and I'll keep saving those transfers till I have a um, complete picture of what I want to do in 25. Yeah, so that is the plan right now. Fernandez to Saka. Uh, and eventually, what I'll be doing is I'll transfer out Boatman as well. And uh, yeah, I have a good bench uh, right now. So it's all right. I think I can have two or three United and uh, um, Newcastle players. Similar terms for me. Not sure whether uh, Martinelli stays through. So it might be a direct swap for Martinelli to Odegaard or Saka, depending on how I feel at the moment. Fernandez can make way as well for the uh, other transfer, uh, maybe a Salah in future, or if needed, the funds can be given to Mitro to Darwin for the double game week. So that is what I'm thinking about at the moment. 
using uh, those funds from Fernandez. But at the moment, uh, the first transfer would be getting the right Arsenal players for their double game week, which is the most important thing at the moment. Right. So, so, what are the priorities for this coming game week? Like in game week 23, uh, what what players are the priority? For me, I think Haaland, followed by Saka probably, uh, followed by, it's a tough choice between De Bruyne, Mares and all because De Bruyne was benched, but I, I'm sure he would get minutes. Then I would say De Bruyne, then Odegaard. Enkitia, Mares. So that is what I feel is the uh, in terms of attacking players. That's what I feel is. So your third team. attacker for City is Mares. Basically, you are fo- uh, you want Mares, and you suggest people who might be looking for a third City attacker. Try definitely, to focus on definitely. With, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, Mares is the third best choice uh, in uh, City. Definitely, if you're going for a defender, then probably Ake. Uh, would be the best choice. Yeah, in terms of um, Arsenal, everyone would have a defender already. But the question is, for someone like me, I I can I have two transfers uh, left. I can either go for Fernandez or Saka straight, or maybe someone like um, Pereira up to Odegaard and one transfer out to get uh, a. A, a cheap player as well. So, so those two things, and I will be monitoring Turkovski at Everton. Um, they have a couple of good fixtures, and he is a very good uh, player to have. Like previously, also if you look at the uh, Sean Dice team, Turkovski was very instrumental in winning the set pieces and scoring goals. So that's something that I am tracking. Um, after a couple of games, I'll decide on moving in someone like a Turkovski. Everton, Chelsea, uh, and uh, if you want Wolves defenders, looks like the defenders which you go for because they have a double game week and they have a match in 28 as well. As a, yeah. From defenders' perspective, if you want to ship out your Newcastle defenders now who will be having blanks. Uh, so that is the whole thing. And in attack, you know City, Arsenal, who are at the minute in form of their life. So you can go for them. And apart from that, maybe Liverpool when they have a double game week. So that is the whole gist, uh, what we are uh, suggesting. And if you have a still joined our code, uh, the league code, it's mentioned uh, on the screen and in the description box below as well, you can join via that our league as well. So let's, before uh, to wrap it up, uh, the main talking point about this week was FFP yeah. and Premier League basically charge Man City with few charges, not few, I would say about 100 to 105 charges for right. the time period of 2009 to 2018. So, right. uh, so before we get, I'll just like to uh, explain what are those charges. Uh, they are divided into three, four categories. So just uh, wanted to give a brief thing about them. Yeah. So the first thing uh, is they have, they need to submit uh, accounts every year, right? And what Premier League has mentioned, what are the accounts they have submitted from 2009 till 2018? They are not true and fake in lot of transactions and in lot of cases they are faked or probably the companies which acted on that beer don't exist or are not true companies. Yeah. Right. Second part, remuneration of manager, uh, specifically right. Mancini. Mancini. So, yes. So he was given few remunerations uh, which were not mentioned in his contract directly via some Abu Dhabi uh, club 
and which was not disclosed to PL. So that is another uh, few allegations. And a player was also involved, Yaya Toure. He was also offered some same kind of remuneration, uh, which was not brought into the main accounts uh, of Premier League. And uh, uh, like uh, before that, uh, there is a new sustainability uh, change in uh, rules for every March 31st this year and previous to. So, like, uh, if you miss on any of those years, like any of those years ka value or anything is false, it will have a roll-on effect to every year. So, basically, everything needs to be clear. If even right. there is, they miss out on one year, probably 2011-12 is a, there is some mistake and it's a roll-on effect to every year. So, those are the three, four uh, types of uh, allegations which Premier yeah. League has put out. So, who's, yeah. uh, you have yeah. read about it? So someone <laughs> t- tweeted that Man City is the Gautam Adani of uh, like India, like something of like football. that. So, yeah, of football, something like that. So so it's like I don't know if I'm being a, I'm biased because I'm a United fan, but it's pretty clear that they they are they can't be had like how Carragher said you can't expect um, City to bring in more revenue than likes of United Liverpool um, like uh, even Arsenal like you can't expect that right and also if you look at some of the sponsorship like the betting company that they have someone posted last day that it has only fifty six followers but still they ended up being like a big sponsor of City. And also, QNet and all has like uh, like you during the match day QNet, which I'm sure most of us know in India, it's like a multi-level marketing thing, which is very shady. At least in India, if if that is the same company, I'm not sure. But that QNet ad I used to see on um, on the city um, like banners on match day. So that is pretty obvious and pretty evident, like how PSG had issues the city also had i'm sure must have breached the ffp and that's why um, premier league came out with a very comprehensive document which uh, shows very clearly what all were um, like the big issues and they have mentioned each and every take um, points so it's the onus is on city to prove that this is wrong and also this is the same thing that um, UEFA also accused City of doing right, but in a way, the, in a way. yeah, in a way, yes. in a way. So how City got away with it was that in uh, in in some of the rules in UEFA, um, it's mentioned that you can't revisit past uh, more than past five years or ten years or something like that. So so that is the loophole in UEFA's um, um, laws that was capitalized by City. Which helped them win the um, uh, win the case in the court of arbitration. But for uh, Premier League, they don't have such a law, so City can't use that to get away with uh, the FFP issue and the fraudulent um, uh, financial um, documents that they have uh, issued. So, so this is a very serious issue, and the penalties could be that they are kicked out of the division. Um, they can be fined. They can be given points reduction. Stripped I don't off. think they can be stripped of their um, previous 
right. titles that that would be too harsh i don't think that would happen and if it's even possible we'll have to see so yeah so big offense big accusations uh, being hurled at uh, city so it, let's see how they react to this um, yeah and they have said in the tweet and club statement that they welcome uh, such an investigation and that they are willing to put it once and all for rest so let's see they have hired a famous uk uh, lawyer who owns, uh, like who charges 40000 per day 40000 pounds per day something like that so definitely something fishy if not uh, they would never required such a high profile lawyer but let's see what happens and how if they can come out of it unharmed whether might be just kind of a point deduction or something might be the safest thing which they come out with uh, right, considering right. that looks like the safe, the uh, either a fine or um, points deduction point. is the safest thing that they can hope for if it's true definitely so we'll keep an eye and this will take long uh, this won't uh, end right. in a month or two this will be a long process because the whole Uh, report was uh, done on a scale like on a period of 4 to 5 years so definitely the case will go long until then we'll see and if there are any major updates we'll definitely cover so host that's it for this podcast uh, follow us on all our social media platforms all the links are in the description box below as well and that's it we'll see you soon bye